I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up, and that can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lanny, and I'm so excited for today's episode. When am I not? Oh my god. But we are having... Olivia Liv Bowser, the owner and founder of Liberate Studio, which is actually the first mental fitness studio. She's a certified meditation and mindfulness teacher. She has personally felt and dealt with stress, loneliness, and anxiety. In her experiences, she has found tools to strengthen her mental muscles, a key to managing these emotions. We talk about everything from how she got into what she does, what she used to do, if it was something she always saw herself doing, and some tips and tricks for practicing mental fitness in your own lives, whether you're able to attend Liberate or not. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode, but until then, let's get into our weekly intention. So my weekly intention is to not get so caught up in the little things. I feel like I can get very obsessive over everything and anything, especially when it comes to the little things, and it can be really mentally draining and 
like very emotionally draining. So my weekly intention is to encourage myself to not get so caught up in these little things and to focus on being present in the now instead of worrying about the past or the future. That leads me into the tip of my week. And the tip of the week is to journal to be able to release any feelings that I'm holding. I tend to withhold a lot of my feelings, which is why I go to therapy to try to release that and learn how to deal with them and to deal with my thoughts, my anxious thoughts, all of that stuff. So I want to really lean into my journaling practices. I got back into journaling last week and I'm going to use prompts to do so. Mind dumps are really helpful if you don't know where to start or you're not really a huge fan of prompts. Um, But I'm going to be journaling to help release any feelings and to bring awareness to them so that I know how to mitigate and handle them and learn how to cope with those feelings in the future. That leads me into my current faves. These are a lot of fashion faves. Okay, I have three faves, but two of them are fashion. One of them you're going to be like, hold up, Lanny, like seriously, this is your current fave. But yeah, it is my current fave. So my first current fave is or are wide leg jeans. I've been loving my Princess Polly Holly asymmetrical jean. They're a really good dupe for the A Goldie asymmetrical jean. I love them. I have them in a light wash blue and like this washed out black sort of like it's like a worn down black. It's not like very opaque. I really like black jeans like that. And then I'm also very into in particular wearing those jeans with my platform high top converse. They are black. Yes, I'm wearing black sneakers, but I absolutely love them. I love the height that I get from them. I love how they look with wide leg jeans or even these trouser pants that I have. I just think it's bomb. It adds a little bit of height. They're comfortable. They're cool. You can wear them with pretty much anything. You can put them on with a dress, a skirt, shorts, whatever may be. I absolutely love them. And this is my third favorite. You guys are actually going to be like shocked. So let me know if you are shocked. Let me know if you're not shocked. Let me know if this is a current fave. I feel like this is maybe like a lot of people's current faves right now with us coming out of the pandemic and everything opening, but it's bar hopping. I'm just, it's a lot of fun exploring Toronto, going to different bars, trying different drinks, experiencing things with new friends, you know, it's a lot of fun. And I encourage you to do so if you are of the legal drinking age in your country, but it is a lot of fun. I prefer bar hopping over clubbing. Clubs aren't really open, but bar hopping is fun. I I highly recommend you do so, do so responsibly, but it's a lot of fun. And I encourage you to ask your bartender for recommendations for drinks and to try something new. That's how you get it spicy. But speaking of spice, I really want to try out um, a spicy marg, spicy margarita. Kayla, be well with Kayla, has made me want to try one so bad. I don't think I've ever had one. So that is my next order that I will definitely be making when I am bar hopping or at dinner, whatever it may be. But I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm so excited for you to hear it. And I'm really excited for you to hear next week's episode. I have a whole bunch of life updates and I think it's going to be a really fun episode, both this one and next week's. So if you aren't subscribed to Morning Ray already, make sure to subscribe so that you always know when new episodes are out and enjoy the episode. Here's Liv. Hey, so I'm here with Liv, the fa- you're the founder, right? Yes. The founder of Liberate Studio. Welcome to Morning Ray. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. So for the listeners that don't know who you are, who are you, where are you from, and what is your zodiac sign? 
So fun. Um, I am an upstate New Yorker turned West Coaster. I live in LA and have for the past five years. And I am the founder of Liberate, which is the first mental fitness studio. Not only am I am a Pisces, but I am also a Pisces rising. So I am unbelievably watery. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't think I have any Pisces friends. I'm a Leo, so I'm a fire sign. I don't know how long, how well we get along because I've never met a Pisces, but I'm sure we'll get along great. <laughs> well, my nephew is a Leo and my sister's pregnant with baby number two, who's also going to be a Leo. So I think we've got some good Leo Pisces energy. Yes, I back that and I trust you on that. So... <laughs> You're the founder of Liberate. Tell me how it came into existence. Like what drew you to start Liberate? It was really through my own experience with kind of my mental health and how I was feeling. I started having some stress and anxiety and feelings of loneliness throughout college and was able to kind of push them aside for the most part and just continue to live my life. And then those voices and sensations got much louder after I was out of school. And I was really turning to physical fitness as a way to find community and get endorphins and like feel like I was really working on myself. Mm -hmm. But I never left a soul cycle class or a Pilates class feeling like I had a better relationship with my anxiety or I had more confidence or I was able to stay in the present moment. And I recognize that all those things were really important, but I really had no idea kind of how to cultivate them. I did meditation apps on my own and I had tried therapy and none of them really, none of those options really felt like they were hitting the mark. So I was inspired to create basically the equivalent of the soul cycle, but for mental fitness or for mindfulness and mm -hmm. create that dynamic energizing environment that we all feel like really proud to go to, but for our mind instead, which is, you know, often super stigmatized or like, oh, you're working on your mental health. What's wrong versus like, no, I'm working on mental health because that's what one does when you want to feel strong and good. There's nothing wrong with me when I go to soul cycle. So why would there be anything wrong with me when I go to liberate? So that was kind of the inspiration for it all about two years ago. I love that. I feel like society is starting to move towards this place of destigmatizing mental health. However, I've noticed that we've gotten okay with discussing how we've healed from various lows in our mental health. For example, finding treatment for our depression and having it, I guess, like, quote unquote, like in control or learning how to cope, like we know how to cope with our anxiety now. But I find that the stigmatism like still exists around dealing with it or feeling depressed and going through that or not being able to go outside or function really because your anxiety is so high and being like in the thick of feeling these things and having these thought patterns. Um, and I think Liberate is like a place that can definitely help make it more of like a normal thing to like go, whether you are low or you are like someone who says like, quote unquote, I'm fine. And you just want to work on yourself the same way you work on your physical health. You work on your mental health. It's not – you don't wait until you're at, like, rock bottom and have to go to the gym to work out. You do it every day to kind of, like, keep everything fine-tuned. So I think it's great that you're spreading that message with Liberate that your mental health is just as important. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I couldn't have said it better. Like, I don't go to the gym because I feel incredibly out of shape. I go to the gym so that I'm in great shape. And it's the same thing. 
for, you know, mindfulness, a lot of people like try meditation or even try journaling when they're super, super low. And you're not supposed to like try to form a new habit in the middle of a crisis. You know, you want to Mm -hmm. proactively form these habits and build these mental muscles so that when we inevitably do go through the lows in life and get in a life rut, it doesn't feel as bad. And we feel much more capable throughout those moments because we know well, I've been training myself to be courageous and resilient and present. So like, yeah, this isn't a great moment for me, but I know I'm going to be okay because I'm super strong mentally. And I definitely didn't feel like that for a long time. Mm -hmm. So say I come to Liberate, tell me what you have to offer. What sort of classes can I attend? What does like a class look like? What will one experience? Kind of give me like the elevator sales pitch. (laughs) I'll give you the whole rundown. So Liberate is just like we said, you know, the studio for your mind. And right now everything we do is virtual. So you can come to a live class or a live workshop over Zoom, or you can take a class through our on-demand library. So you could practice anytime, anywhere. And what's really unique about Liberate is our method. So the Liberate method is an intention setting introduction. So you come into the class and you have a chance to say, okay, what am I coming in with? What do I want to get rid of? Is it anxiety? Is it stress? Is it anger? Like, what am I dealing with? Who, how do I feel right now? Who am I right now? And then once we get that out of the way, then we can set our intentions for what we want to create throughout the session, whether it's 10 minutes or 60 minutes or anything in between we are aligning ourselves with our goals and telling ourselves, all right, we're going to feel a little bit happier after this, or we're going to feel a little bit more calm. And even just starting that placebo effect, just through setting the Mm -hmm. intention. And then we do mindful movement, which is either light sun salutation yoga or gentle seated stretching, depending on the class that you're in to help us connect our mind and body and breath as one get into a grounded place. And then we'll journal, which I know you're a huge journaler. Mm -hmm. And we're the only studio that uses journaling as an exercise. There are so many benefits for your mind and body from the practice. So we have a totally guided journaling experience. It's great for all levels. And then we hold space for us to all connect as a community and reflect together, whether you want to share verbally or over the Zoom chat, or you're just going to kind of reflect with yourself. We always hold space for connection in that way. And then the entire practice is grounded with a meditation so that we can kind of tee ourselves up to be comfortable in stillness. A lot of people are like, mm-hmm. I can't meditate. I can't sit still. It's like a nightmare. It's so intimidating. So uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Amazing. So that's totally fair. But like, you know, you're moving a million miles a minute in life and then you all of a sudden ask yourself to sit down and not do anything. And that is really hard to go from you know, 100 to zero. But what we do in class is we start with the movement and then we start journaling. So we're slowing down Mm -hmm. and then we just put the pen down. So it's like this transition to stillness and calm. So you leave feeling super capable and like, you know, meditation is one of the most favored parts of our classes. And most people who come to class don't meditate on their own because we, you know, we guarantee a more positive experience with this meditation versus if you just went into a cold turkey on a meditation app. Um, and that's and that's the class. Everybody can, you know, stay later and hang out and chat if it's a live class. And if it's on demand, you know, it's however long that session is there. But it's mm-hmm. a really great practice that's just as dynamic and energizing as a physical fitness workout, but you leave feeling mentally stronger. 
I love that. And I love how the class like gradually calms down to kind of invite you into meditation because like you said, a lot of people are scared of it. I don't think I'm scared of it. I just, I think I'm like in the headspace that it's not for me, but I also haven't given it good enough of a shot. I think the closest I've gotten to meditation is when I practice visualization. So normally I'll lie on my back with my feet like up against the wall. I'm sure you know that elevated leg pose and I'll just like close my eyes and I put all my devices away like nothing's there and I kind of just like let myself go into my thoughts and then I guess I guide myself in visualizing how I want my future to look. Um, and envision that I'm living it now and what type of feelings I want to be feeling, what I want to be seeing, who I want to be there. And I kind of get into like a meditative state. Like I kind of wake up in a haze after that. Um, That's probably like the closest that I get to that. That, I mean, well, first of all, I also know you like love manifesting. So (laughs) you're manifesting (laughs) those moments as well as meditating. But that's my thing with meditation. You know, I'm a meditation teacher, a mindfulness teacher, but it's not one size fits all. Like some people aren't down to sit and meditate no matter how many times they try. So you can go for a nature walk. You can journal, you can color, you can sit with your legs up a wall. Like there's no one size fits all with meditation and wherever you can go and whatever you can do to find inner stillness and calm and presence that's meditation. Like there, you know, the goal of meditation is for us to get to a point where we're meditating through life. Like I don't just sit down on a cushion every morning, everything I do (laughs) all day long, like I'm in a meditative state. That's, you know, the goal and the practice. So for anyone listening, know that there's no (laughs) right or wrong way to do it. If you were to give three tips, Three tips to a listener on how to go about being more mindful and maybe starting their meditative practice, what would they be? Oh, man. Good question. Um, Building habits is really helpful for anything, especially mindfulness. So if you want to explore practice, whether it's meditation or journaling or a meditative walk every day, try to do it every day, even if it's just for one minute, even if it's like, I'm going to eat a meal without watching my phone, watching an episode on my phone or looking at Instagram, try to do that for at least a week. We give a challenge in every liberate class. And typically it's like, do this for the next seven days, because after seven days, while you haven't totally formed a habit yet, you're starting to build momentum and you're starting to create a natural pattern for yourself within that. So you can start super small, I guess is one tip. Start small, start with like a minute. And then the second tip is to do it consistently. Try to do it for a week at the same time or the same general time every day. See how you feel after seven days and you can adjust as you need to. Um, and I, I'm huge, huge proponent of like getting a buddy in it. So telling your mm-hmm. friend, let's try to meditate for the next week and see what happens. Or let's go for a walk every day after work for the next week and call each other. So like we're in it together because, you know, community is really everything at Liberate. And I felt super alone with my, you know, mental lows and with my mindfulness practice and was kind of exploring all these things on my own because I didn't know what else to do. But it can feel a little bit like a lonely journey at times and you have no idea if what you're doing is right or wrong. So you can find a buddy to do it with you. It'll help you stay on track. I love that. And to backtrack a little bit, I always find this question interesting. 
Did you see yourself when you're younger working in the career that career field that you work now or what was something that you did see yourself doing if it wasn't this? I always said I wanted, well, always, I guess in college and in high school, I said I wanted to manage the marketing of like a philanthropic company or a company that had some type of give back component. My dream was Tom's because Tom's was so cool when I was in high school. Oh my God, Tom's. It was so (laughs) cool back then. (laughs) I still love them, but like, you know, the shoes were, the shoes were it um, when I was, you know, 15. Um, So that was my original goal. And I studied marketing in school and that background has helped me a ton. But a lot of the roles I had after school were, kind of sucked the life out of me and felt, you know, I think marketing can feel like a little bit manipulative depending on what you're marketing. And I wanted to be working on something that I really believed in and like truly to my core believe that would help everyone. And that's how I feel about mental fitness and mindfulness and liberate and the whole, the whole bang. So, um, it's, definitely not what I would have, I wouldn't have, I don't think I was still enough to meditate when I was like seven or even 15. I think I had way too much angst in me, but I've, I've since chilled out while building the practice for sure. I love that. I'm studying marketing right now and I can definitely like see in my friends that have certain jobs like in sales and marketing and it's literally like sucking the life out of them. I'm like, you don't have to do this. Like you can go and find a career. It can be marketing. It doesn't have to necessarily be for like a big corporation. Like you can find something that's more fulfilling to you and utilize those skills and take a career path that may not necessarily be the typical career path. I mean, I'm not taking a typical career path. Um, I work pretty much for myself and I work for a social media agency, which is a startup. I've always been a huge fan of working for startups. I love having that autonomy and knowing that what I'm doing is making an impact and seeing that direct impact. Um, How have you transitioned into working for yourself from working for other people? What was that transition like? And do you have any advice for someone who may be looking to go out and chase after something that they think will fulfill them better? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a transition. And to be clear, like there's something wrong with working for a company and doing marketing. If that fulfills Mm -hmm. you, that's amazing. And maybe you're fulfilled by like leading and managing a team. For me, I always knew I wanted to work for myself and I was basically just patiently waiting for the idea to come to me. And once the idea came to me, I was like, okay, this is it. See you later. (laughs) Um, So that, that part was, was pretty easy. I think what was most important to me was not to like put myself in a hole where I wasn't able to support liberate and give liberate what she needs because, you know, I didn't make any money or like I had to, you know, kind of rejigger other areas of my life. And I wasn't like, necessarily being responsible with decision-making. So I didn't leave my full-time job until I had freelance gigs and marketing lined up so that I wasn't putting pressure on this new baby business of mine to like support my living. I was doing that because I was passionate about it. I believe in the long end game, but I was also, you know, able to use the existing skill set that I had to pay the bills. So you don't have to do it that way. You can totally just take the leap and like the bridge will be built under you as you're jumping, I believe. But it definitely gave me a lot more peace of mind knowing I'm not just like, I don't know how I'm going to pay rent next month. Like I had, you know, the next three months, let's say covered. And from there you can figure it out. But I'd say have like, you know, if you could have like a babysitting gig or 
a freelance job with whatever you studied in school, anything that gives you like a little bit of a cushion or a little bit of peace of mind, like, okay, I have one source of income, even if it's not huge, or even if it's not enough, something's better than nothing in my opinion. And then I would just honestly give it time to make sure that's what you really want to do. There's a lot of entrepreneurs who have a really great idea and then after a year decide they want to do something else or they lose the passion for it. It fizzles out or they get into a roadblock. And so they're like, "Mm, I don't know if this is really it for me right now. And just by like exercising patience and kind of playing the waiting game, you can see if the fire starts burning more or if it fizzles out and that eliminates some of the risk of leaving in the first place. For me, it just got louder and louder. I like couldn't even hear anyone else talking. So I knew Mm -hmm. I had to go do it. Um, and honestly, like if you, if you think you're ready, you're ready. It, I don't want to tell anybody to quit their job without a, without a backup (laughs) plan, but especially when you're young, like now's the time to take risks. And if it doesn't work out, you could probably find another job or you can make something work. But I, I'm a pretty big risk taker. So that would be my advice to do so wisely. <laughs> and after full discussion <laughs> of the scenario, don't blame me if something goes wrong. But if you believe in yourself, I think that's the most important thing. Like my plan right now is to do both of the career paths because I feel like they're two separate things for as long as I can. And then I know I want to work for myself one day. I just don't know with what. I don't want to just be like a quote unquote influencer. Like I want to have some sort of business something to actually like do and grow and not just me as a brand. I want something that's scalable and reliable, um, but that idea hasn't come to me yet. So I'm going to continue to work until I can't balance the two anymore. And then I'll take that jump of faith. But I've seen quite a few of my friends have done it and it's amazing. And they're so much happier now, but also like, no, if you like, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, everyone's trying to be an entrepreneur. Should I be an entrepreneur? You don't have to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone is designed or wants to be an entrepreneur. Some people like the knowing of going to a job from nine to five and outside of that, they don't have to really worry about anything or they do exactly what they're told. And that's, that's it. And they're happy with that. And they're content with that. Don't feel this pressure of like this growing entrepreneurship that's like occurring on TikTok and Instagram and everything that you should feel pressured to go out and do it because you have to do what's best for you, not what's trending. Totally. And it's, I don't know how, I don't know how everybody makes it seem so fun and cool. Maybe it's because we're like watching people who are, you know, have been doing it for 20 years. So they're already huge success, but it's not Like I wouldn't say, oh, this is super easy or it's so fun. I do feel more fulfilled in it and I enjoy my day-to-day more than I did working for someone else, but that's a personal thing. Not Some people are going to have hives all over their body with the fact that they have no one to tell them what to do Mm -hmm. or run to work or how to fix things. There's, you know, I think a time and a place for like both roles in my life too. It's not to say I'll never work for anyone else again, but it's definitely like a glamorized space. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just want to keep it real. It's like not, you know, it's great, but it's not a walk in the park at all. Yeah. And at first you're literally going to be doing everything. Like I came out with merch and we had tech issues. I'm IT. We have customer service complaints or concerns. I'm customer service. Like you are everything. You have to learn to be comfortable with that if you choose to go down that route. Eventually, you'll be able to delegate and hire out. 
but you're going to be doing everything and it's not super glamorous all the time. Yes, I can make it seem super pretty and aesthetic on social media, but behind the scenes, there's stress, there's negotiating, there's hitting deadlines, there's things going wrong and that's in any business. Yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, I don't think people are as quick to post failures on Instagram as we are to post the wins, which is fine. You know, we don't need to air mm-hmm. dirty laundry, but they, it still exists. Yes. Okay. So I'm a huge morning routine and night routine advocate. Walk us through your, I guess let's go through your whole day. What does your day look like inclusive of those routines? It's a pretty intense morning. I will just preface that now. Um, morning is like my sacred time, my holy time. It is without a doubt my most important time of the day, I would say. So I wake up pretty early, maybe like, I don't know, six o'clock. I don't even know if that's early. Um, and I meditate in bed for about 10 minutes and then I'll move to my cushion and I'll meditate for another 15, 20 minutes. And then I'll do some emails, have matcha and a a snack, like a little breakfast (laughs) bar or something. And then I'll do my workout. So that's typically yoga every day. I do different workouts on Peloton, like strength workouts, or I'll go for a run and just spend honestly up to three hours totally on me, like reading the newsletters I like to read, taking care of my mind, taking care of my body, having breakfast, and then... I finished that probably around 9 a.m. And from there, it's just work (laughs) throughout (laughs) the entire day until 9 or 10 p.m. I try to take like a break to go for a walk during the day or if a friend calls me, I have a lot of friends on opposite coasts, so I'll, I'll always try to pick up if I can. And we do a lot of like B2B classes at Liberate. We do a lot of corporate classes to support team building and things like that. So I have a lot of calls with corporate clients or you know, potential corporate clients. We're doing a lot of different updates to our on-demand library. So we'll work with that. And we have four class leaders and two interns at this point at Liberate. So I'm checking in with them weekly too. And we're having different calls and checking in on the projects that they're working on. Then I, at night, normally it's, I'll eat like a peanut butter and jelly for dinner. I'm super lame with cooking. I don't cook at all. (laughs) Um, And then I'll turn on like Formula One documentary on Netflix that I'm obsessed with or New Girl in the background and I'll work on my freelance work as kind of more of like decompressing time in front of the TV. I try to turn off the TV before going directly to bed. Don't go on TikTok. I try not to go on TikTok before bed. It's so hard. So hard. But then all of a sudden it's like two hours. So I really try not to go on before bed. I'll try to read a book or journal or something and then I pass out and I do it all over again. (laughs) I love it. I love how everyone has like a routine that works for themselves. And it's so interesting to have a little sneak peek into them. It it really is like some people couldn't care less about the morning or about, you know, doing physical workouts throughout the day at all. And for me, when I prioritize my morning, it's like no matter how late I work at night or no matter what stress comes up throughout the workday, I'm I'm pretty even keeled because I made sure I was good to go by nine o'clock and like really took care of myself first. So it works for me, but you know, not everybody wants to work till 10. So it just kind of depends on what works for you. Yeah. I find that I'm able to set myself up for success when I'm able to have a morning routine. It doesn't always have to be three hours. Like mine is pretty much three hours too. It's nice when it is, 
but I always have like my non-negotiables. So at least a walk if I don't have time for a workout. If it's raining, then just some sort of movement, having breakfast or a snack, journaling really helps. I've honestly have fallen out of journaling since I was sick with COVID back in March, but I'm trying to get back into it because I really do notice a difference now that I'm not doing it every morning. It's like working out. You get gradually stronger and if you stop, you're going to feel really weak the next time you go back and... I start to realize like when I go through extended periods of time, this is probably like the longest since I've started journaling, that my mental health isn't as like peak as like I would like it to be, but that's okay. We're all human. We're a work in progress. And that's also why I go to therapy to help prevent those breakdowns that could happen. Um, It's all about being proactive and being aware of how you're feeling both mentally and physically and I think that Liberate is like working towards making more individuals aware of taking care of their mental health on a daily basis or at least a more regular basis. And I think it's amazing what you're doing. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I, I feel the same way. Like if I don't journal or if I don't do yoga, like if you don't do anything for a little bit, you feel kind of out of sorts and it takes you a second to find your rhythm. So I, my goal is for health to be multidimensional. I'm not saying you can only journal and you can't, you know, do mm-hmm. pushups and you, know, <laughs> you have to pick one or the other. But my goal is just, you know, if we're investing in our physical well-being, we should also be investing in our mental well-being because that's how we're going to feel our best. We can't just focus on one aspect of our lives and expect to feel, you know, holistically better. So I'm excited to have you in a class soon. <laughs> yes, I would love to. And We're going to wrap things up. If the listeners only take one thing away from this episode, what would it be? Um, (laughs) I think to find your own flow, whatever that means to you, and like don't second guess it. Because if something feels good to you, it feels good to you. And it doesn't really matter if everybody's doing it completely differently. I love that. And plug yourself out. Where can the listeners find you, Liberate, sign up, all the good stuff? You can find us. It's at Liberate Studio on Instagram and then liberatestudio.com. If you want to join a class, you can join through the website. And we also do free meditations on IG Live every Friday, which are saved in our feed after. So if you just kind of want to dip your toe into mindfulness, you can always check out one of those. I love that. And everything will be linked in the show notes. So if you weren't sure, missed anything, you can definitely go click on there and be taken right to their Instagram, their website, whichever you please. Thank you so much, Liv, for coming on. It was a pleasure having you on. And I can't wait to try out some classes from Liberate. And if you're listening to this, this is your little hint and nudge to go try out some too. Thank you so much for listening to Morning Ray. Please rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps support the pod. I love you guys so much, and we'll chat soon. Bye, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.